Welcome spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. Jeff. Yeah. Hey. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. What are you watching on TV these days? You know, I, I just started the Gilded Age today. Okay. I demand your thoughts immediately. Okay. This is now Gilded Age Watch. Um, I loved it. Uh, Meryl Streep's daughter, not great at acting, but she does good. That's Meryl Streep's daughter? Yeah, she's the niece. I will be fucked up. I had no idea. Can you imagine being Meryl Streep's daughter? And being that weak of an actress? Yeah, I feel okay. But Uh, on the other hand... All apologies to her. She does a very nice job of being like a nice, out-of-stater, like kind of naive girl. Rube. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Carrie Coons, amazing. Love her. Yes. Um, is this interesting to anyone? I don't know. Who cares? Um, <laughs> I super duper stand their marriage, Carrie Coon and... And the guy she's married to? Yes. Mr. Russell? Mr. Russell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, also, I don't think Carrie Coon can do anything wrong. Like, she's actually a super unsung actress. She's yeah. really good. I would love to she, see more of her. She was in The Leftovers, The Left Behind. The, the Leftovers was a show, I think. Yeah, yeah, yes. on HBO, like, about people after after the stupid sneaking rapture. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, her. She was in that. Yeah, Left um, Behind. Whatever. I don't care. No, it was The Leftovers. Left Behind is part of my religious trauma from my youth. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, so Carrie Coon's great. Um, pretty much every Tony Award winner ever is in that show. Um, the soundtrack is also banger. I have not paid attention it to the soundtrack. so hard. I exclusively have watched it's, the show in between, like, hospital doctor visits. It's so jaunty and, like... Yeah, it's a really good show. The costuming's fantastic. There's this one great dress. It's, like, gold and blue that is just utterly beautiful. I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I like New York. Yeah. I super wanted, and this is my own personal, so the Gilded Age comes from the creators of Downton Abbey. Yes. Gareth Neem and... Jillian Fellows. There we go. Um, I knew that you would have me. Thank oh, you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so in New York mm-hmm. in the 1890s, because what? It's 18, 1880s. It's in 1880. 1889 or something no, like this? 82. Okay. In that time, you know who's coming to town? Who, who? A very young Cora. Right. Oh. Fresh from Cincinnati. Also, I, I was reading the trivia, as I do, because I'm an Enneagram 5. Um, she might show up. I. That's all I want. I uh, want her to show up so bad. Yeah, she like, probably absolutely will. I will shit my fucking pants. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, really yeah, so it's a great it. show. I also, um, it was really interesting how they dealt with race, because they, they introduced a black character who's like... The, you know, Meryl Streep's daughter is, like, immediately like, oh, we're best friends. And then, like, oh, she experiences casual racism immediately. Um, But then also we'll have a more interesting storyline than just uh, experiencing microaggressions on the daily. But I thought it was interesting how they show, like, the downstairs staff being very, like, racist to her because... Like, the, the rich ladies upstairs can be nice because they were the benefactors of her school. You know, they're yes. they're looking at, like, obviously they're so far above her that it doesn't matter. They don't have to be racist to her. Yes. <laughs> they can be patronizing. Whereas the downstairs staff is like, oh, well, you can't be better than me. And that's how racism happens, friends. Like, it's a very good stated. illustration of how racism uh, perpetuates itself in our system. I 
I know that storyline very well. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I never thought critically about it before you said so. Nice yeah. job. Thanks. All right. Anyway, uh, so we're talking about... <laughs> Today's about something slightly less, uh, slightly more mysterious than casual racism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are doing, at long last, because we promised you this mm, circa November... Yep. Cryptids! Cryptids. Um, I fucking love cryptids. I am very excited to do this episode and then close my tabs that I've had open since November. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Jen. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. P.S. Sorry I was in a coma, everybody. Uh, how dare you? <laughs> I know. I got to stop apologizing for that. So, cryptids. Yes. Do you believe? I I wish Danny were here because I know Danny is so excited for this episode. I wish Danny were here, too. How much do I love? Uh, how much do we love Danny? Um, yeah, so I'm not... We'll never be on that level. I have not historically loved cryptids because... Yeah. Except for Mothman. But, okay, but that's the thing, is my love for Mothman is recent, because... It has a catchy fucking song? Here's the thing. Mothman is extremely fun to say. Yes. Mothman. <laughs> da, 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 da. Mothman. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and also, he's a harbinger of... Harbinger... 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 <laughs> Christ. Foyer. Okay, he shows up when scary shit is about to happen. Yes. And I think that's extremely cool. So what I like about Mothman is that for the same reason. Um, So Mothman is um, almost a creature that is not a cryptid because he has a larger function than just to be something we don't know about. He's like Slenderman. Um, almost. Okay. Or like... Superman is more of an urban legend, but, uh... Right. Actually, I read... Okay, shout out. I will get to this more because my story was inspired by part of this book, but, uh, shout out to Karina. She sent me a book called, uh, I Know What I Saw, Modern Day Encounters with Monsters of New Urban Legend and Ancient Lore. uh, We do love Karina. Linda Godfrey. Um, so thank you for that book. It's a delightful book, and it goes into, uh, all different forms of, like, cryptids and folklore monsters and it also describes the difference between myth uh legend and or myth folklore and and urban legend i'm so glad you did because that's part of my next that's part of my definition please go on because i didn't i read it and i loved it and i did not write any notes um i should borrow that book from you when i give you back sex with kings yeah you should read that book i will i promise on god i'm gonna get to it this is my uh recommendation uh go uh read sex with kings it's an incredibly fascinating book all about royal mistresses and they are so baller and then you can get the sequel Sex with Presidents. Which, which I got Jen for her birthday. Which I'm reading, and it's so good. <laughs> Christmas? What was it? You got it for my birthday. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pre-coma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sex with Presidents. Yeah, you yeah. All right. So, um, cryptids, I think um, my belief shifts on a case-by-case basis. For example, I do not believe in the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Except for for funsies, because sometimes... I will... I mean, I, like, I want to believe. Right, of course. I want to believe. Um, in the same way, like... But there's no, like, there's nothing really behind it except for, like, some one-on-one anecdotal evidence and, like, some real shitty photography. Yeah. It's, I think a lot of uh, cryptids can be blamed on uh, shitty photography. And being a little drunk in the woods. Yeah. Yep. We had a really, we had a recent, we had a recent Bigfoot sighting. 
uh, that you posted about. That's right, I did, because I want to believe. You want to believe. Um, they said it was in Ohio in the Facebook thing I posted, but a couple other people were like, mm, this was in Kentucky. And, like, if Bigfoot were, were around, I feel like he'd rather be in Kentucky than Ohio. I feel like Kentucky would be wonderful this time of year for, yeah. for Bigfoot. Um, I would love to believe in Bigfoot. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> there is reason to believe... So science, actual science, yeah. is discovering new kinds of apes and bugs and bats every day. Yeah. We have not, we do not have a finite list of what... Everything that lives on this we earth. We don't have a manifest of everything okay, that lives so on this earth. Okay, so that's one of the things that really uh, freaks me out um, is that we, like, have done more discovery in the moon than, like, in the deepest parts of our ocean. Could we not talk about the ocean, please, and thank you? Deep, deep ocean. <laughs> so our friend Callie recently moved to someplace with an ocean, and she was really excited. And, um... I would not... love to live in a coastal town. Ugh. Please take me there. Oof. I want to live in Maine. I want to be Sandra Bullock, uh, swathed the... in a cardigan, just looking over the rocks. Listen, see. no... Mm-mm. Great Lakes forever. I don't okay. want to deal with the shit that's in oceans. Oh, I mean, sometimes that's fair. they have to like dynamite dead whales I'm not on the beach. Talking about going in the—that <laughs> was a mistake. <laughs> we all know that. I'm just saying. I watched, I watched that YouTube go, video so many times. You don't have times. to go in the ocean to appreciate the salty air and the just the. You know what I appreciate? Beaches. Crabs. End of list. <laughs> Nautical themed restaurants. <laughs> I love a peg leg. Eating a lobster roll. I do love a lot. On the beach. And for all my vegan friends, I've got a great hearts of palm lobster roll. What up? Wow. Vegan Um, lobster, baby. Anyway, so science. Yeah, so. um, We're right back into this. Um, There are animals we do not know everything about. For example, um, cryptid. The panda was considered a cryptid. Until, like, 1889. I fully can see that because pandas should not exist. Pandas... If you're too lazy to fuck and propagate your species... mm -hmm. I've seen so many videos of pandas just, like, absolutely being the biggest, dopiest clowns. And I love them for that. Mm -hmm. But, like, they were not meant to survive in a harsh environment. It's true. It's very true. They are soft, both in fur and in soul. And the world is not for them. It is not. We have to work so hard to keep them going because they can't do it by the, themselves. The world is not pure enough for pandas. That's true. They're the only evidence that there might have been like an Eden where the panda could have like thrived. Beautiful pandas. Right. Anyway, so you things that were considered cryptids can eventually be accepted into scientific rigor. Yeah. Um, and scientific rigor is really important. Um, a lot of people who are into cryptozoology consider scientific rigor somewhat elitist and um, arrogant. Uh-huh. But there's a reason it exists, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. I'm going to withhold with, yeah, my judgment. Because you know I'm a believer. Um, so I do believe in the Michigan dog man. Everybody can eat my ass. I believe in the Michigan dog man, mostly because I want, like, I've never had an experience. I just want it to be true. I, yeah, I would love to, see, well, I don't know. And also, <laughs> I consider... Depends on the cryptid. I don't know if I would want to run into all of them. The cryptid, the the West Mich- the, the Michigan dogman is native to West Michigan, and like that's we don't have anything. Like it's nice that we have one fucking thing. So true. I am trying to come up with some uniquely Michigan stuff. 
other than like northern racism because we do have that mm. did you know we are not unique for that either uh though. no but ottawa county was the only county outside of up uh, north of the mason dixon that had to be um pressured to follow the voting rights amendment act that's rough mm-hmm so okay <laughs> anyway um and i'm not a thousand percent that's true i just noticed they were on the map of places that had violations and i was like Murr, okay <laughs> ah, we're still trying yeah anyway so cryptids um the definition of a cryptid is an animal not a man oh okay that's important so slender man doesn't count doesn't count He's exactly not cannot be based in humanity okay um that Moth is man is uh debatable because moth and man. Mm, I think more moth than man. Is he a man or a moth? A moth or a man? Where does the moth end and the man begin? I'm about to sing at you. I'm about to sing a Muppet song at you. <laughs> am I a man or am I a man? Yes. Uh, am I a man? Oh. So uh, I got to stop making loud noises like that because it freaks Dan no, out. Okay, so anyway, um, cannot be a man. Um, and so that separates him from things like Mer, uh, from things like uh, vampires, werewolves, things that oh, were men. The vampires, exactly. Yes. Um, so they are believed to exist, but they do not have they do not have scientific evidence. And I had to put the term scientific. Ev- the word evidence is not enough because a lot of people who like follow Bigfoot would be like, "Look at this John Turd I found." That's evidence. What more do you need? Exactly. A carcass would be helpful. Well, they send in hair samples. They send in foot plaster casts. They have photographs um and they call that evidence but it's it's not scientific evidence it cannot it's not repeatable it's not structurally sound it's not free of circumstantial tainting um so um examples of animals that could be cryptids so we've got the dog man um mermaids sea serpents bigfoot loch ness classics all Mm. classics non-examples are creatures from myth um so Cerberus, who guards the underworld, the three-headed dog of Hades, the animal from myth. He serves, so myths serve to explain a function of the natural world. Yes. So Apollo's chariot is pulled by four golden horses, and mm-hmm. they're what pull the suns across the sky. So they're explaining, mm-hmm. they're using myth to explain how the sun moves across the sky yeah. in a way that humans of the time period could understand. Horses pull chariots. Yeah, myth is like anything that is... Um, Explaining the natural world. Generally ex- accepted by a culture to be true despite... Like, Christianity is a mythology. Whether or not you Feel believe it's true. Feel free to email us at But that's only... <laughs> it's only to say that there are other... Other cultures, forms of mythology are just as important to them Absolutely. as Christianity is important And sometimes to other cultures, Western forms culture. of mythology are so important that Christianity steals them and borrows them. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, um, yeah. so not examples, creatures of myth, Apollo's horses, Cerberus, things in man, vampires, zombies, werewolves. Those are not cryptids. Not cryptids. We're not out there searching for vampires. It's not what we're looking for. they'll find us. <laughs> we'll be ready. My disease lives in my blood. Mm-hmm. They're welcome to me. <laughs> Suck it out, babies. Ooh, that's an interesting... Yeah, can I give them for... Wegners? <laughs> or just anyway. a real bad tummy ache. So the photo evidence 
Um, they also are looking for corpses. There was an animal that was a cryptid. It was considered a cryptid called the Colanth, I believe. Forgive me. I only read the word. I've never heard it pronounced. I have no idea what that is. Um, it was like a large jawed tiger. Like super large jawed, like a tiger weasel, I think. From a the, tiger weasel? From the pit. Listen, you can Google it right there. Oh, I'm not going to. <laughs> anyway, um, they did eventually discover that it was totally real, but it had gone extinct ages ago and they didn't know that until they found its corpse. Ah. But a corpse is actual scientific evidence. You mm-hmm. can bring it to a lab. Mm-hmm. It is repeatable. Other people can repeat the experiments that you're experimenting on. If we had a Bigfoot corpse... It would be part of the scientific community. However, you do get certain corpses that aren't repeatable, like the Fiji mermaid. <laughs> so Which that was... is bad taxidermy. <laughs> that is a monkey. One of the many frauds committed by our good friend P.T. Barnum. P.T. Barnum. And that was literally a monkey corpse sewed so to, to a fish. fish. Uh, I think a bass, yeah, right? Yeah, something like that. It's not pretty. It's not a good looking thing. Uh, uh, what a terrible person. Right? Anyway. <laughs> um, you can also um, get examples like scat, footprint casts, fur or hair samples. Um, the proof that is scientific cannot be anecdotal. Anecdotal proof is not scientific. Mm. Right? We all know, like, how many, you know, That's 2020s be a real have hard, we watched? Hard truth for a lot of people. Well, I mean, especially us, because we're paranormal people and, like, anecdotals oh. this whole show. Yeah. Me trying to pretend to someone like, Oh, I do a lot of research for this podcast. I, the websites I have <laughs> gone to. Oh, no. One of the websites that I had used for our show previously, I'm going to call out earlier, later in this, in my section. Uh-huh. So okay, cool. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I'm not proud. But you get to, you do what you got to do. Right. <laughs> so most, um, one of the troubles with, Pretty much every cryptid story I know well is that it's somebody out in the woods. They're a lone eyewitness. Sometimes they're addled because they've been drinking or smoking pot. Or freaked out. Or freaked out. I don't like the woods. I fucking hate nature. I was talking about this the other day. Yes. Because <laughs> Jen was like, you have to stop doing stories about the national parks. And I was yeah. like, Jen, I can't. It's my biggest she phobia. Will never stop. <laughs> I won't stop until the parks are shut. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't mean that. Please don't write us. <laughs> I think the national parks are wonderful, but I they terrify me for real, for real. Arguably, like, the best thing this country has done. <laughs> yeah, there's a really great thing for, with Obama and Netflix about that. I'm not going to watch it because I hate nature. Hey, Next. you know what? We stay out of the woods because that's Bigfoot's house. Also, just common sense yeah. i'm honoring my ancestors every time i stay indoors on the couch fought so hard to live the sedentary exactly. life we leave. humanity has been working on getting inside we are the pinnacle of success years yeah me going camping is spitting in their fucking faces exactly they'd be like what are you doing right i have air conditioning i have a pinball machine exactly i will not be going anywhere thank you what are we doing outside i don't understand <laughs> Um, so, um, science versus cryptozoology. Um, cryptozoology can be scientific. There are people who take science very seriously who also take cryptozoology seriously, um, partially because they know, like I said, Mm -hmm. that we do not have a complete manifest of everything that lives in this world. I mean, that's terrifying. And yeah, so you get, someone's got to You brought up the depths of the ocean and you are not wrong. Yeah. We don't know shit about that. Spooky. Um, yeah, so there's that. 
Um, there are people who just have like a thirst for adventure and they want to believe and that's fine. Um, they, like I said, they can sometimes view science, the, the, the community of scientists that create what we might call scientific census. Mm-hmm. Um, they hold them as arrogant or elitist and they aren't necessarily wrong. There, yeah, there's some some real dicks out there. <laughs> Absolutely. There's some real dicks in the believer community, too, though. Yeah. And um, one such dick. Ooh. <laughs> um, so the article I read, uh, well, I read a couple of articles, but the article I really loved um, came from Lit Hub. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was published uh, by author Colin Dickey, July 21st of 2020. And it was called The Monster That Everyone Saw and No One Cared to Talk About. So we're going to get to what the actual sighting was at the end of my time here. I promise we will talk about it. Okay. Um, but I just was some of the other points that Colin made in his article were really strong. Um, and when talking about the tensions between the cryptozoology community and the scientific census community, um, one person uh, whose name is Henry H. Bauer, mm-hmm. B-A-U-R, Um, Henry H. Bauer wrote in 1986 the book called The Enigma of Loch Ness. What a title. Indeed. Uh, He actually went on to be the dean of Virginia Tech College, um, the College of Arts and Sciences, specifically, uh, not the general dean. Um, And Henry Bauer um, considered himself quite the open-minded researcher. Yeah, they got a man who wrote a book about Loch Ness, uh, Nessie, to uh, head up the mm-hmm. arts and sciences. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Virginia, but... It's at Virginia Tech. Yeah. So, Henry H. Bauer. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be believed. Uh, he, his, he, you know, he believed in these sorts of things. After he finished, after he was done being uh, the um, part of Virginia Tech, um, he actually went on... Uh, to write for a couple other journals. Um, at one point in time, he's quoted as saying, quackery in medical matters is one thing. Um, fringe beliefs, however, beget another. And that's interesting. So Henry believed in the Loch Ness Monster enough to write a book about it mm-hmm. and like what was going on back in 1986. Um, but he went on to write for the Journal of Scientific Exploration, mm-hmm. um, which is a site that I've used before looking for UFO stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, uh, however, Henry had a very specific and particular set of views. Uh, oh, no. Content warning for um, people interested in uh, gender and sexuality equality. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Henry was a big old fucking homophobe. Well, most of the world was. Mm, but like him in particular. So he oh, yeah, used this is his a ever so slightly like background in science quote-unquote science Uh to apply and manifest his own views in ways that are still hurting those communities today gross so he actually went on um even though he had never done aids or hiv research Uh he went on to uh write articles and use um the journal of scientific exploration to continue to write articles that are still being cited today um that are um, kind of homeopathic critiques of AIDS research, AIDS research, mm-hmm. uh, as well as AIDS denial that cool. it's not real, 
Which, like, it, like you know how frustrated I am about COVID denial? Yeah. Imagine how that would be for something like the AIDS epidemic. Oh, my God. I mean, the whole 80s and the AIDS e- mm-hmm. <laughs> epidemic was just as horrifically awful and irresponsible as... Did you ever see the photo of the San Francisco Gay Men's Choir? Probably. So it's something like 120 men strong. Uh-huh. And... Um, they compared to a photograph they took at the beginning of the AIDS epidemic yeah. where um, every time somebody passed away, they like removed them from the photo, removed them from the photo mm-hmm. eventually. And then they took a photo with today's choir. Mm-hmm. Everybody who was not part of that original choir was wearing a black vest. Mm-hmm. There were only four men in white vests that they had been part of the original choir because uh, yep they're the survivors oh my god okay why are you oh no is it really an episode of this podcast is haunted if i'm not crying yeah um yeah so fuck henry bauer yeah like there is a problem when you engage in non-scientific thought and you use it to critique science in a way that is helping people. So he had originally said, Henry H. Bauer, this dickbag, this uh-huh. homophobic dickbag, um, told everybody that, um, quote, um, where is it? Oh, uh, that there was um, in Nessie and Bigfoot and the New Jersey Devil, there's very little harm in the belief of those cryptids. Mm -hmm. That's a quote from Bauer. And then Bauer goes on and he skews these sites where very little harm. He takes that very little harm and he does something very harmful with it. Mm. People who still deny, there are people who deny that AIDS is a disease even today. (laughs) They deny that it was an epidemic. Deny the Holocaust. Exactly. I don't Exactly. I mean, there's also flat earthers no exactly moon truthers so you know (laughs) we should talk about the moon sometime should (laughs) anyway um what i'm saying is and this is not the case obviously especially special shout out to danny who is a cryptid believer no way in hell would danny ever like skew his belief in cryptozoology to harm the alphabet mafia community yeah (laughs) there's no fucking way um shout out by the way hello to all our guys gals and non-binary pals. We love you. We, we love you. you all. I don't care. Uh, yeah. Whoever you love, we also love. Love. But anyway, fuck this guy. Mm-hmm. His critiques of AIDS research are still doing harm today. There is harm that can be done. Um, for example, as you know, I was recently interred in the hospital. Interred means interred. died and put in the wall. Yeah. Um, it feels accurate to the situation, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's not actually the right word. I just had a very long stay in the hospital. Mm-hmm. This hospital was highly scientific. And they still had salt lamps for people to cure their energy. Yeah. Now, I, one of my good friends, her name is Marta. She's a physical therapist. And Marta told me that the pseudoscience beliefs fall under, like, um... Homeopathic? No, or? hang on. Okay. You know when you're, like, given a sugar pill? Placebo? But to- placebo. Mm. The placebo effect. Placebo is... Like 28%. Like, it has a huge impact. It does a lot of stuff. Yeah. So, so even if that salt lamp Mm -hmm. is just having a placebo effect on people, 
Mm-hmm. It can helps. still be doing helpful work. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to shit on everything that's not highly scientific. Please do get vaccinated, though. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just think that we need to be wary. So um, one of the things, one of the reasons that you've never heard of my um, sea serpent sighting. Mm-hmm. So this sea serpent, um, this is this is the story that I was following up on. It's called the Gloucester, Massachusetts sea serpent. Beautiful. And what is unique about it is that it has public consensus. Now, oh. it was seen back um, as early as 1630 mm-hmm. um, at the very beginning in the founding of the Massachusetts Bay Colony. Um, so Gloucester, Massachusetts is right in that area. Um, but (laughs) sorry, I just think it's kind of funny. Uh, in 1817, so this is Regency area, this is Regency era America, just Mm post-colonial. Um, there were people who were vacationing in Gloucester, uh, tourists come to the town to come and enjoy the, the salt air that apparently is very attractive. Everyone loves a coastal town. Mm. Everyone. Sure. (laughs) You'll never convince a Great Lakes girl. It's fucking quaint as hell. <laughs> Can you get fudge? Uh, probably not. Is it even... What's the point then? I is Michigan the only place where like every time you're like next to the lake you have to be able to get fudge? Um, the sea serpent with... Um, it's called kind of a frilled back. Uh, it was seen rising in segments from the water uh, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and loads of people saw it. Most people who see... A cryptid, it's like a one-on-one. Like, you're just taking yeah. one person's anecdotal nighttime evidence. Or, or, it's a whale dick. <laughs> Jen, what could you possibly mean? <laughs> and I ha- It has recently come to my attention <laughs> that there are several sightings throughout history of sea serpents that could very easily be attributed to a very large whale dick. <laughs> Sticking out be- of... Sticking, waving proudly. Everybody, I would encourage you to Google this. That ocean. is true. Apparently, if you've ever seen a whale penis, it really they like does to look air like it a... out. And after... who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Uh, Who's among us? It's large. It's pink. It's a uh... slippery looking. Kind of like if your dog's ever. If you ever seen a dog's red rocket, you know it the, does look like a tentacle. The pink though. lipstick. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, sorry. Did I just ruin lip- lipstick for you? No. Yeah, um, it very much does look like that. I love that theory, but this one comes with additional piece of information. It might be in addition okay. to your sea dick. Sea dick. Whale dick. <laughs> right. Um, so what was interesting about this particular sea serpent is that people saw it from the land. Mm-hmm. People saw it from boats. Yeah. Um, it was observed from both locations. Um, it, ro- it rose out of the water multiple times. So mm-hmm. maybe it was just a whale airing out his junk. Just Could very really, well be. Just really proud. Listen, I've seen the size of them. You would be too. Proud, proud whale. However, they also noted um, a four or five foot long uh, serpent spear, like a a poisonous biting tooth or something like that. Um, And like, God, I hope there's not like a spear on the end of a whale dick on behalf of all the lady whales. I've heard some terrifying stories about uh, animal dicks. Yeah. I don't like it. I saw a cartoon today mm-hmm. about somebody who, uh, he was an ornithologist, he studied birds, uh-huh. and uh, somebody handed him a, he was like, oh, you like birds, I got you this um, wine opener, like a corkscrew, and it has a duck on top. And the guy laughed and laughed. Because ducks have spiral dicks. They do! Did you not know that? I think I had heard it before. Did you also? Yeah, so um, ducks not only have spiral dicks, duck that? ladies have, have spiral, spiral vaginas. vaginas. 
And also, ducks are rapists. I don't like this. Yeah. Does it... Okay, I have to know. Yep. Does it, um, does it spin? Or does the duck spin? <laughs> I genuinely think it's like, um, it, like it slides out and it, it kind like... of appears to spin. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it actually does. Like, it's an optical illusion because spiral. Okay. You know? I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> if anybody knows, feel free to start a discussion in our Facebook group please, about duck please. dicks. We are, are, yeah, there's so many dicks there already. We might as well. It's true. We truly might as well. It's really true. Uh, All right. So um, that four or five inch, four or five foot long spike is really interesting. And eventually, even though we're no longer in 1817, nobody actually, mm-hmm. um, they drew what people saw or what people claimed to see. Uh, but we obviously have no photographic evidence. Um, it's just large-scale anecdotal evidence. But at least it was confirmed by multiple people. Okay. During daylight hours. Okay. So it might have been a whale orgy. Multiple whale dicks just, like, out in the ocean. But how do you explain the spike? Mm-hmm. How many of you guys are familiar with the critter a narwhal? Okay. I have to come clean. <laughs> no, not you too. I have to come clean. Did it, you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was mythical for a very long time. Because like it was like a unicorn it's a whale. It's a unicorn whale. <laughs> and like also it, Claymation talked to you when you saw Elf. The, yeah. yeah. I was I was led astray. And it's, I know it's a tooth, which is terrifying. It is. Well, it's not that terrifying. I mean like, so when humans think about our teeth, they're like bone. Right? Yeah. But, like, a lot of other teeth for animals are keratin, like nails and hair. Okay. Like, baleen is keratin. Okay. So you can kind of see how so that like goes. So, like, beavers have to, like, chomp on wood or else they're... Pretty much. Keep yep. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, uh, narwhals are real, Jen. I... How old were you when you learned that Oh, was... this was, like, within the past decade. <laughs> Right, listeners at home, how old are you? <laughs> Thirty-one. Um, so another fun one that I learned about, and this is, I've had several discussions with. Um, in grad school, one of my classmates was a very avid like animal lover, and he would always mention like a new animal, and I'd be like, "What?" <laughs> and... So not only is science uncovering new animals every day, <laughs> so is Jen. <laughs> I, it's wild, man. Well, what did he bring up? There's new, there's new animals all the time. Yeah, especially um, bats. This isn't one that he brought up, but like um, capybaras are something that I did not really want to accept huh. for a while. They're so friendly. They're they would, friendly, but they they're would accept so, you. They're so big. I they're, don't like. They're it. giant rodents. They're R O U S S. Yep, I rodents that, of unusual size. I thought that was a joke. <laughs> I thought R.O.U.S.'s were a joke for a movie. <laughs> Actually, a joke for a book? For a book and then a movie. Good job. Um, yeah, so they exist. They and do. I'm uncomfortable about that, but they look very chill. So thank God for that. There's actually no animal that a capybara won't chill with. Like, they Could chill with crocodiles. Imagine an angry capybara. No. It doesn't make sense. I would be terrified. Do you know that I believe this is correct? It's either them or quokkas. Mm-hmm. One of the two of them poops Riddled cubes. with disease. Um, those are wombats. Wombats. Puke. Poop cubes. Poop cubes. 
Why? Guys, animals are great. Quackas are riddled with disease. Are they? Yeah. I thought that was koalas. They're so cute, but you shouldn't touch them. <laughs> mm. Did you know that quackas will throw, mother quackas will mm-hmm. throw their babies to predators to get away? Quackas are another animal that I had never heard of until yeah. very recently. The internet um, recently fell in love with them. And that's when I learned about them yeah, too. But I think I was like, I, w- I remember the first time I read about them, I was like in my freshman dorm. So like I was 18. But like, I'm not really that phased by animals uh, in Australia because. Right. Australia, Australia doesn't count. is a horror show. And like, I have no idea what's going on down there. Mm-hmm. Um, they have toilet spiders. Yep. Do you want to know what toilet spiders are? Oh, I think it's right in the name. They're spiders that you let live by your toilet so that they don't. So that bigger spiders don't come. Allegedly, from what I heard. <laughs> I don't think Australia should be allowed to exist. I don't like it. And I I know we have some Australian listeners. And God bless you. God I love, bless you. I, I truly would love to go to Australia. We're super scared of y'all. But also, I'm so scared. <laughs> so, um, Thor, Chris Hemsworth. Yes. Did a Instagram mm-hmm. video. It would be called a TikTok now, but back then it was just like an Instagram. Sure, whatever. (laughs) I'm old. Leave me alone. (laughs) Anyway, he's just like out playing with his kids. And then he goes and like chases away like a 16 foot snake. Fuck. And it's like a brown snake or something super (gasps) deadly. And I was like, sir. Sir, I. Just live somewhere safe. (laughs) That's very. We love you, Australia. (laughs) Can I tell you that in my life, in my life, Mm -hmm. I have seen four snakes in the wild? Yeah, that's about that's about it for me too. Yeah. Michigan, baby. Michigan. All right, so um, yeah, the it is very likely, in fact, that the the Gloucester, Massachusetts sea serpent mm-hmm. was, in fact, just a whale pod showing off their horns and dicks. A whale pod or narwhals? A whale pod of narwhals. Oh, no, narwhals. They're whales. Uh, okay. Okay. Fine. Sure. When, so whatever. I don't care. 1993 was a really formative year for me uh-huh. because that's the year that Jurassic Park came out. And did you also, find out narwhals existed then? Yes, I did. Oh. Because I. Congrats to you. I was guess. super into Free Willy. Oh. I was going to be a whale trainer, and um, you I was were kind a of marine biologist kid. kid. Yep. Yes. I was like the horse girl of the whales. There are horse girls, and there are marine biologist girls, and that I was the horse girl. I was going to be a marine biologist, and you're the. It's so beautiful that mm-hmm. we found each other. Here we are. Neither one of us having achieved either one of those horse dreams. Horse girl of the land, horse girl of the sea. And that's pretty much what it was. And we uh, have nothing to do with them. All right, so, yeah, narwhals are real. How are you today? I'm unwell. Uh, <laughs> so. Well, I'm not sick, but I'm not well. Oh. Da-da-da-da. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about um, an honest to god cryptid. Nice, which is also an indigenous um, folklore. Um, so I'm gonna be Wonderful. I'm doing my best, <laughs> and I sincerely I tried my best to do to be very sensitive about this. Um, but please let me know if I fucked up. Um, yeah, we take criticism pretty well actually. So I do. feel free to tell us. I will just look into the sea. For a mild amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be talking about the deer woman. Um, As in like, deer woman. No, D-E-E. Oh. D-E-E-R. <laughs> so like a Michigan woodland critter, but also a lady? Yeah. Neat. I mean... I don't know this story. 
I mean, who among us didn't watch Bambi and, and thought the mom was a little hot? Um, that's not true. I don't remember watching Bambi. I'm just... All of a sudden, I'm concerned about Jen. No, I'm not. She didn't know about narwhals, and also she might be into beast. Some, some people are furries. I am not one. <laughs> you would be a good dear furry, though. You have, like, the joints for it. Okay. Thanks. You're a little and nimble. I'm a, I'd I'm, shoot you in the forest. I, I, I'm familiar with Anthrocon. Um, with what? Anthrocon is a furry convention. Cool. And they have it in Pittsburgh every year because Pittsburgh uh, is notoriously welcoming and chill about it. Can I just tell you that I I like furries? I'm not people. a furry. I, I just think they're nice. Yeah, they're lovely people. Yeah. I don't par- personally get it. Yeah. But, you know. I've never, in the same way that I hate nature, I also don't want to be an animal. Yeah. Because animals live in where? Nature. Correct. Yes, you're right. Um, yeah. And like, it's not for me. Yeah. Um, but like, I just like, I've, I, I know a couple furries personally, and they're the sweetest people in the entire world. And like, no complaints from me. Yeah. Nothing. Go. I got nothing against the furry community. You guys go with God. Yeah. Uh, so this is not, this is not a furry. <laughs> this is an indigenous oh. legend. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. This we is, should probably draw that line in the sand. This is, this is a very different thing. Um. Which, when you say indigenous, uh, which tribe are we talking? Well, many. Oh. Many tribes. Um, so... Did it spread with the Huronians? It's further... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. Um, Fine. So, Dear Woman stories have been a part of multiple cultures, including the Ocheta uh, Shakoe, uh, which is the seven council fires, including Lakota, Dakota, and Nakota people. Cool. Ojibwe, Ponca, Omaha, Cherokee, Muscogee, Seminole, Choctaw. A lot of those are Huron spread. Okay. Osage, Pawnee, and Iroquois. Cool. Um, or Haudenosaunee. Um, so yeah, it's it's a very widespread mm-hmm. part of Indigenous folklore. Absolutely. Um, so uh, again, I, I read about this uh, first in the I Know What I Saw book. If there you hear if you hear bird noises, we're we have a window open because it's nice outside. Um, so I read about it and I know what I saw. Modern Day Encounters with Monsters of New Urban Legend and Ancient Lore by Linda S. Godfrey. Um, so this uh, book is great because it goes through all different like geographical areas and also different kinds of cryptids. Um, so uh, and it has a lot of personal stories, hmm. which I love. Um, so I'm going to just basically read it because it's a firsthand account. Um, so in 2009, Patrick Waters described seeing a creature with a human female torso and an animal structure from the waist down. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's basically like a mermaid, but like deer, but deer, deer from the waist down. Um, so, uh, the story goes, uh, have you heard of the deer people like deer woman or the deer man? I have a strange encounter to relate to you. I live in Rapid City, South Dakota, and am an enrolled member of the Oglala Sioux tribe and often travel to the reservation. This happened three years ago when it was late at night. I was traveling with a former acquaintance. We were about 15 miles from the town of Hermosa, and it was pitch black and really dark that night. I was asleep in the passenger seat when my traveling partner woke me up, saying he just passed a nice-looking woman standing in the tall grass near the edge of the road. He was wondering if we should pick her up. Never pick her up. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Nope. Also, please don't hitchhike. Um, uh, this is not the 70s. Uh, do, 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 do. I've heard stories from my late mother about picking, hot, picking hitchhikers up late at night near the reservation. She told me of shapeshifters and other less savory supernatural entities. Of goatmen, dogmen, 
and dear people. I told him to drive. If there was a woman standing there at two in the morning, she should find her own way home. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> fair. A couple minutes passed and he said, there she is. He was pointing to the side of the road. There was a female human figure standing there, but I couldn't see her legs. I told him to keep driving and put some oomph in the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck away. He, this, this guy. This He's a survivor. Self-preservation. <laughs> we were nearing a part of Battle Creek when he said, there she is again, except she had a sl- he had a slight twinge of fear in his voice. I looked and she was standing on the pavement. She was wearing a dress type piece of clothing and had small hooves where her feet should have been. She had a human upper body, long dark hair, but her eyes reflected white in the headlights. Pretty face, kind of like the Disney version of Pocahontas. <laughs> Maybe about 5'9", around 120 pounds. We did we, ugh. we really didn't get a good look at her legs the first time, but the sighting a few miles later showed she definitely had deer legs and a tail, mule deer, mule deer color and markings, and she had human hands for sure. <sighs> <laughs> He hit the gas and I looked behind us. There were vaguely deer-shaped figures running not far behind our Tahoe. And we were doing like 80 miles per hour Jesus. on a small two-lane country highway. That's scary. <laughs> it uh, The road was very curvy and we had a lot of blind turns. Nope. That's terrifying. Nope. Uh, we got to Hermosa and hid out in the truck stop for a couple hours. It was very unnerving. Really strange. And I now don't go near the reservation at night or even near evening it felt like i was seeing things for a while <sighs> so that's patrick's story um uh that the book goes on to say that uh, he's not you know not the only person to have seen the mule deer woman uh quote a lot of people tell stories about encountering her between june and november during powwows and other ceremonial gatherings she is like the boogeyman to us like succubi in the christian sense Ugh. Uh, she entices men away from crowds, and they are never seen again, or they have been trampled to death. There are reports of some survivors in other tribes and reservations. So that's, uh, you know, one person's account. And uh, my uh, I got that from that book. And then I also looked on Brickthology.com at Wikipedia. And I found a JSTOR article about it. Nice. I love a JSTOR <laughs> article. I love a JSTOR article. Um, so... Yeah, there uh, appear to be several different versions of of the legend, which uh, makes sense when you consider how widespread it is. Different cultures are going to have different versions of it. Um, So sometimes uh, it's mostly like you'll see her off in the distance, like off the trail or behind a bush, uh, calling men over to her, um, particularly unfaithful or promiscuous men. Um, it is frequently late at night, um, and, and they kind of, uh, she calls to them kind of like they compared it to a succubi, but you could also compare it to like a siren. Um, cause these back, these guys are maybe coming back from somewhere that they never should have been. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to work some Garth in. Okay. Or I'm thinking of that scene in, um, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou with the, the three sirens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're just like calling, like, oh. Come on down to the river and pray. Sure, that's what it is. Pray, pray, pray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, so, uh, do, do, do. So the men get enchanted and drawn to her. Um, and then it's kind of too late and she tramples them to death or cool. something. Um, Sorry. Uh, just kidding. 
It's not cool when people get trampled to death, but yeah. it's a little cool. Yeah. Uh, a luckier man, uh, as it says, might find himself pining away, longing for a lost love. Um, and, yeah, in other versions, she seduces them and then kills them. Which, like, if you weren't, like, a cheating sack of shit, you wouldn't be dead right now. Right? Right. So it is, it's kind of like a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've found that with um, other indigenous uh, folklore that I've encountered, um, such as, and I'm not going to say the name because I've heard that this one is a, you shouldn't say the name, the W, mm. which yes. is more about, like, gluttony and, like, don't eat yeah. or else you'll, it'll be, you're, you'll be consumed by hunger and you'll become insatiable and become cannibalistic. That's a Michigan thing also oh. did you know that the, I mean, the people of the three fires are a lot of places yeah because again Huronian spread yeah so um yeah so it's kind of like uh in you know christian western culture we have the seven deadly sins um so if you can kind of consider that they're similar in ways where it's like this is this would be the representation of lust yeah essentially um so uh there are versions <clears throat> there are versions of the story that um, say that the deer woman was once a human woman who was transformed um, into a deer after being salted or, you know, murdered. And she's kind of brought back as this kind of folk creature to kind of get her revenge for herself personally and also revenge for, like, all women who have been attacked or Good. mistreated. Um I like her. I yeah, I'm kind of not against <laughs> Right? Like I'm like Team Deer Woman. <laughs> yeah. Um Get him, girl. Yeah, she is sometimes seen as a succubi or like a vampire who drains her victims of their life force. But what is she sucking on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good for you, girl. Yeah, she could also be compared to um like Faye. Um uh, so who would have sex with a mortal man and then he would never be satisfied with a human lover. Because in some versions of it, um, her victims uh, become so kind of like entranced by her that they become kind of obsessed with her or or in some versions obsessed with their their lost own love. human lover yeah. or lost love. And they just, it becomes an unhealthy obsession. Yeah. Um, but again, kind of a form of lust. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Um, so in, in other, like... In a different version, some people will see it as, like, a sign of warning or a time of personal transformation. Mm. Um, so she's very fond of dancing, has been known to join in communal dances, leaving when the drumming stops. Um, and some some connect it to, like, if a woman sees her, they'll connect that to fertility. Mm. Um, so, or helping women through childbirth. Absolutely. So... I'm... You can see certainly see how all those things are linked. Yes, I think, I think this makes a lot of sense. Um, there are uh, different uh, theories on how you can uh, get rid of her, or like you know, like say, please go away. Mm-hmm. Um, um, some have said that uh, if you notice that she is a deer, if you look down at her feet and see that she is part deer mm-hmm. then that will kind of help dispel the 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 spell i guess mm-hmm. um kind of breaks her illusion breaks the illusion yeah um so and then others in ojibwe tradition she can be banished through the use of chanting or tobacco mm-hmm. um and and yeah so 
I guess just keep a lookout for hooves yeah. and all that. And also don't be a shitty man. Um, but I do, uh, uh, I want to close with this uh, quote from the JSTOR article, which is uh, talking about two other books that talk about this um, this legend. And the, uh, the one book is called The Grass Dancer by Susan Powers. And the other book is The Antelope Wife by Louise um, Erdrich. Fun. Erdrich. Um, so this article, which is talking about those books, um, says the Lakota versions of the Deer Woman were used to help community members to understand the behavior expected of them, particularly through the difficult period of courtship and marriage. Both men and women were not to give way to individual passion, but were to establish relationships that would add to the stability of the tribe. Men could not afford to be distracted from hunting and protecting the community, nor could women afford to have their attention wander from the activities of sustaining the community. As cultural lessons, the stories formed part of the Lakota's child education and stressed right relationships and the proper forms of expression between fellow beings. They also show that mistakes could be overcome by resourcefulness and that the power of dear women could be used for the good of the community. So in that in those books, they're saying that the dear woman is more uh, a punishment for being too obsessed and, and lustful in mm -hmm. your own personal relationships mm -hmm. instead of putting your attention where it should be, which is on the community. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. So you mentioned um, dear woman looking like a woman above. Mm -hmm. um, now, in the anecdote you told us from Patrick, I believe, you said he was wear she was wearing clothes. But a lot yeah. of the stories I've heard about Dear Woman is that she isn't and, like, her boobs are out. Mm. Have you ever seen a deer with cancer? No. So a lot of animals do develop tumors in nature. Mm -hmm. um, and um, some deer can get quite terrifying looking. Mm -hmm. I mean, tr genuinely, truly scary. Mm -hmm. um, and relevant to the story I told earlier about the um, Glouch... Gloucester. Mm -hmm. I just want to say Gloucester, but that's wrong. I mean, Gloucester. we can have this discussion with uh, the East Coast, and it's really England's fault. I mean, let's sure. be honest, but yeah. Well, anyway, so um, they believed uh, in 1819 that they actually found a child of the sea serpent, and they found this snake that was covered in bumps, and they were like, ah, like the bumps that were coming out of the mm -hmm. ocean. Here we go. The snake had cancer. Oh, is this going to turn into an awkward Lola bunny having boobs or like snake boobs? I've gotten like... Exactly. As as some people might have picked up, I've gotten really into D&D &D recently and I see all kinds of memes about... <laughs> they have like animal creatures in D&D &D and like they everyone wants to put boobs on all of them. If it's a, if it's a lady snake lady, it's got to have boobs. Exhausting. <laughs> anyway, so sometimes the things that we see in nature that we can't understand is just cancer. It's just cancer. There was yeah. a very scary TikTok. Um, a woman and her young daughter stopped by the side of the road and they get back in and this deer walks past their car and it is almost unrecognizable as a deer. Oh. It's The tumors were that bad. Unfortunately, oh. Michigan's deer population is frequently like that. Interesting. Um, just not the healthiest of animals. Um a lot of our best hunters actually go to Indiana because they're, the deer are healthier down I there. Ever seen a deer with tumors? Oh well, I'll show you when we're done. I don't um, want to. <laughs> anyway, so that's all I have. Um, just remember, we're all trying to explain things yeah. and and keep you know keep to the path. Yeah, I do um, want to give a couple more shout outs. Please. Um, 
So um, I did find, and please, and when you are um, looking into indigenous folklore, I highly suggest you do everything in your power to find actual indigenous voices on these topics yes. because sometimes white people aren't supposed to talk about things yeah <laughs> and i i i wanted to talk about it because i i don't want to also like only talk about white people's shit because then that whitewashes things but uh in all in any case you have to seek out um actual and not just for indigenous stories but like in all cultural stories find Go to the source as much as possible. So I did find um, an indigenous folklorist on TikTok. Um, Who is it? I uh, think I follow him. His handle is Matt Hatter yeah. Plays. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's Matt spelled M-A-T-T, mm-hmm. Hatter, H-A-T-T-E-R, Plays. It started as a Twitch account. Um, interesting. Okay, yeah, he's a Hopi for folklorist, history buff, and occultist. And he uh, has a lot of great... He has a video on the Deer Woman and also a lot of other cryptids and oh i think fo- you sent me the deer woman video like a long long time ago i don't ago. think i did because oh. i was like i'm not gonna keep that one for myself gotcha okay um so yeah I, I, he's really cool so check him out um also another one um is at uh piper cj she's a, a white woman but she has uh, a master's in folklore and yeah. she's very good at uh talking about different all different um cultures of folklore cool god oh. i love tiktok I love TikTok. I'm obsessed. You're obsessed. It's our love language. Um, do we have a listener story? Yes. Hot dog. <laughs> I love this part. And we forgot to do a listener story last time because I was busy it was, thinking about my trauma. It was a different. It was a different kind of episode. Yeah. We didn't do any of our sign-off stuff. No. Because we're like, and that's enough. That's like fun. I can't. I was so done after that. Yeah. Ooh, it brings it right back. Okay. So we just got this one um, because I'm lazy and don't feel like scrolling back Fair. into our email. So if you sent in an email and I haven't read it yet, I send don't know. it again. Send it again, maybe. Yeah. Be maybe. like, hey, make Kate read this. Yeah. Because Jen will ignore it. Um, you don't check the email. I do. <laughs> um, I actually get push notifications to my phone about oh, do our email. You? Okay. Um, and. <laughs> I'm sorry I never reply to people's emails. I read all of them. Um, and I really love it and appreciate it. And Yeah, I'm... thank you for sending them. Uh, don't be surprised if you, in all of our time online, you never hear from Jen. That's not her place. That's not what she does. I'm a lurker. We know this. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I... That is just to say, I dearly love getting emails from you. And Very I much. read them and I cherish them and I'm terrible at corresponding. So... But this email comes to us from Amelia. Thank you, Amelia. Yeah. And she put her pronouns. Thank you. Oh. Please put your pronouns. That's in. super helpful. It helps us out so much. Um, so also, that should just be normalized. Totally. Totally normalized. Um, so uh, she writes, hey, y'all. I have been listening to the podcast completely out of order with no rhyme or reason <laughs> for how I pick episodes. I cool. love that. Chaotic. We stand. Uh, for a while now. And I really enjoy your stories. And tangential conversations. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> good. There's a lot of that. <laughs> Even in this episode. Uh, I have a fairly lighthearted and recent story. If you've ever... If... Birds. Come on. If you are ever in the mood for a haunting that is interesting but won't scare the shit out of anyone. Oh, yay. That's kind of where we that. live. <laughs> we live in that space. Um, I grew up in Park City, Utah, which is best known for the Sundance Film Festival. Your, yeah. your richest friend's vacation homes. And hosting most of the 2002 Salt Lake City Olympic events. I would say like no to more. say one thing. Just um, we don't have rich friends. 
Uh, I think she meant like the general. Oh, okay. I just didn't want anybody to the think we hobnob with the wealthy. No. Because <laughs> surprise, they would not have us. Absolutely. They would maybe have us as like nannies. If you are a rich person who pays your staff well, please hire me to be a very terrible assistant. Oh. Just general companion. Actually, we should I would be a really back. good assistant. You would. You'd be a great. Yeah. Like a PA, like. Mm-hmm. If I like just like organizing, people, I think like, we would be a good PAT. Oh my god, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. Reach I out. like that's, reach out. Well, could be... we just like create a firm like Voss and Reed PAs at hand? Yeah. Do you just want a couple of slightly disorganized? But speak for your fucking self. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Listen, but really I have overcome all of my ADHD <laughs> bullshit. I know where everything is in every pile. Just don't touch my piles. <laughs> Ah. Okay, anyway, uh, rich people of the world, uh, yeah, reach out. We, uh, you can't have us for less than $200,000 a year. Also, it's got to be remote. <laughs> yeah, also, that's true. Unless your house is handicap accessible and I can get in with and my new scooter. And it's in Grand Rapids. No, I'm willing to travel. we know the rich people in Grand Rapids, and I don't want to work for them. Oh, I don't know. I think I'd, I'd like the Myers well enough, except yeah. for that one. Mm-hmm. Peter, our mm, representative. That's the one. Anyway, uh, but also the Salt Lake City Olympics. We're really good. We're really good. I just recently watched. I'm so glad you like tangents, Amelia. Um, if you bring up the Olympics to Jen, she's gonna get a little split, a little can't slick stop. in the shorts. I can't like, stop. I watch. There's a doc. There's an episode documentary on Netflix about the canadian pairs oh they were so the good Russian that year pairs, the like scandal with the yes. french judge um giving the gold and the canadian the... pair like got robbed and everybody was mad absolutely got robbed also fuck the russians uh, <laughs> oh yeah that whole thing happened <laughs> since we've been yep. away interesting we uh, this podcast stands with ukraine yeah. obviously and as well as uh every other country that's experiencing uh an invasion by a hostile force um sorry so if it's us even if it's us <laughs> okay this podcast is left-leaning leaning yeah okay okay back so, on track olympics it's only been like two sentences sorry <laughs> it was a typical wild west town back in the day I'm also deeply into this right now. Um, you are hitting all of my hyperfixations <laughs> with, with saloons, brothels, gambling, and lots of silver mining into it. Um, there is also the added twist that Park City was known as a sort of sinner's paradise to the primarily Mormon citizens of Salt Lake City. <laughs> Let's not get started. Don't get me started. <laughs> uh, Mormons. Um, at the time of writing, I am 18 and work for the Park City Museum. Fun! Good for you! I love this! Which is built on top of the original men's jail for the territory. You have a really fun... That sounds delightful. You know, there are some Grand Grand Haven... uh, The people who settled Grand Haven and Verysburg went to Park City after they were done settling Grand Haven and Verysburg. So they're out there. Oh, that makes sense. Um, the jail is the main attraction to the museum, but despite patrons often citing odd feelings, I have mm. yet to experience anything myself. Love a haunted museum. Me too. Famously. Find me a museum that isn't haunted. Um, yes, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I can think of several that aren't, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I love a haunted museum. 
Uh, do, 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 uh, okay, at least 11 people are documented to have died in the jail. So very good, good uh, haunting juju. Hell yeah. But this story isn't about them. Ooh. Ooh. Blackjack Murphy. Oh, great name. Great name. I'm going to steal that. Because apparently Wild West Outlaws couldn't just be called Jim. <laughs> <laughs> but pirates can. One of us. One oh, of have us. you started watching Our Flag Means Stuff? I've started, finished, loved it. Of course. Everyone watch it. Um, it was an infamous man who got in serious trouble for killing a popular props- prospector named Matt Brennan. <laughs> There's a regular name. Blackjack supposedly shot Brennan, who was scoping out mining claims in Iron Canyon which is now home to an incredibly steep and short trail to get a nice lookout area. Hard pass. Yeah. Brennan was with his dog, Blue, at the time, who howled and, wa- and wailed without pause upon seeing his owner dead. Oh, Blue. Blue. Oh, you are breaking my heart. <laughs> no. This is, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Blackjack couldn't risk being found. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. No. I quit. I'm not listening. You can still hear me. I'm still in the room. So he shot and killed the dog in order to stop I hate this story. Okay. This took a turn. Okay. Many stories say that Brennan wasn't completely dead and was actually able to head back into town before succumbing to his wounds. But by all accounts, Blue passed in Iron Canyon. I'm sorry. This is terrible, like, Amelia. Why are you I'm doing so this casual this? about like human death, but like never ever tell me about an animal dying. I cannot. <laughs> All right, Blue was a very good boy. Good boy. Um, now that you've got some background info, I can get to the actual haunting. When I was around twelve, so like three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm well, sorry. that's not nice. I'm sorry. Sorry, Gen Z, on behalf of the millennials. I'm old and bitter. Um, When I was around 12, my family and another went for a hike on the Iron Canyon Lookout Trail. Pass. Yeah. Wooded areas in Park City tend to oscillate between dusty, dank pine and bright, fragrant aspen. Oh, beautiful. Word tapestry. The pine certainly feels much creepier, and one of the pine sections of the trail, we decided to tell the other family about the Black Jack Brennan story that had taken place where we were now walking. That's a that's a great time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great time for telling ghost stories. And he died in this very spot. Uh, as, just as we mentioned Blue, both our dog and the other family's dog began barking loudly. Oh. So we quickly stopped and searched around in fear that there was a moose or another animal. Moose are no joke. They will and have stomped dogs into the ground. Oh and my ran god! Yeah, moose are fucking huge. Have you they seen like a moose to... to scale? Yes, and they weren't really supposed to survive the Quaternary Ice Age, but yet here they are. They're yeah. Just be an Ice Age megafauna in 2022. They are, and it. Oh. Yeah. So scared. I'm scared of turkeys. Like I. Don't... <laughs> You know I hate nature. You're not, you're, yeah. you're, you know I'm sold. Yeah. Um, the dog stopped barking and then a tree fell across the trail in exactly the spot where we would have walked. <laughs> perhaps the dogs knew something we didn't. And perhaps Blue was making an appearance or even trying to keep us from getting hit by a tree. As for what happened to Blackjack, he was hanged in the town square, which is now an L.L. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> And some say you can still see him swinging from the nearby light posts. Ooh, 
I don't buy it, but I do love the reaction I get when I tell people a hated criminal was hanged at a popular outdoor retailer. (laughs) Sorry for the excessive history. Never apologize. This is what this podcast is about. But I guess it can be expected from an Old West Museum employee. Glorious. There are plenty of other fun stories from the town, but this is the only one I have experienced for myself. I might have to write a poem about Blue and put him in my children's book. Oh, that would be beautiful. Right? Just make it like real sad. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for creating such an awesome podcast, Amelia. Amelia, ah, you're a treasure. I loved that. that thank was you. Beautiful and sad and spooky and western, which are all. I do love westerns. I lo- we should, you know what? We should revisit the west because I know I didn't properly do it. Yeah, you were not excited about it at I the wasn't. time. And now I'm planning a D and D campaign in the west, and I'm so excited. <sighs> you knew it was gonna come. I yep. You knew this was gonna happen. All right, Jeffrey, it is past my bedtime. Yes. Get out of my house. I will. (laughs) Do you, uh, what? So we do have some patrons that we haven't thanked. One of them is from 1111. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Um, Right as we, so we paused, like pretty much when I went into a coma. Yeah. Jen paused the Patreon because it's not right to be charging you guys and not giving you content. It was a weird vibe. All the content that I was producing at that point in time was snores. And I was, like, not in a mood to be making content by myself. Right. Because I was dying. Yeah. Uh, I Surprise. Spoiler alert. Totally made it. Um, but um, we should still still thank those who signed up. Yes, so, uh, we, we have some people to thank. Um, it is still on pause for the record, and it will continue to be on pause while we figure right. out. Right, I we're can't doing. even walk by myself yet, guys. We're not doing anything extra beyond the podcast. Um, I'm, I'm glad we've been able to restart that, but like, whew, for it's now, a lot. we are providing free content, and we are so grateful for everyone. So grateful, eternally grateful for everyone who um, signed up to give us money. Of their own free will. Um, it's just wild to me. So we will continue to have that paused. So no one will be charged for any of this. Um, but we are very grateful for your support. Um, so, but that being said, a deal's a deal. So uh, thank you to Kim C. Um, thank you to Danielle Goulet. And thank you to Mary Allen. So seriously, thank you so you. much. We love you all. Um, we really appreciate it. And welcome to the Patreon community. We Hopefully we'll create content again soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but until then, we are back in the podcasting game. Yeah. And, and that's enough. It us. feels good. It, it feels does. good. It does I feel took notes good. today. I felt real, like, I'm going to have to do new research. Yeah. I don't know how I feel Because you've been sitting on that cryptid shit since November. <laughs> I've been like, it's in the bag. We're ready to go. Yeah. My notes were written. I added like three more notes today. <laughs> I actually abandoned the story I was going to do because I found stories that were better. So, um, yeah, we could even do cryptids again. Um, in the meantime, uh, we're going to get this piece over to Danny, our wonderful editor. editor. Shout out to Danny yeah, for being shout the out best. to Danny. We don't give Danny enough shout outs. Also, while we're doing shout outs, shout out to Tiff. Yeah. Tiff's still amazing and has been since like day killing one. Killing it. Absolutely yeah. killing it. If we ever, if I ever go to England, babe, I'm knocking on your door. Yep. Um, you know, I have to walk first. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> first things first. But we really appreciate um, all of everyone who's just, everyone, everyone who's listening yeah. to us. You're um, wonderful. Uh, and thank you for making the, the discussion group the happiest corner on the internet. Truly. 
I uh, uh, shout out to Byram. Byram started a new trend today. Mm-hmm. They started uh, learning the sign language alphabet in response I to our saw last. That. Isn't that cool? That's beautiful. Thank you, Byram. And so more people should be doing that shit. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really pumped. Uh, Byram is one of my favorite humans in the entire world. Uh, they're considering getting a riots not diets tattoo and fuck yeah ah love right i love that energy all right all right i'm gonna keep all of you in my heart in my pocket see you in a fortnight until then stay spooky motherfuckers yeah god that felt good Mm. Ooh, ka-chow ka-chow